day, dear listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Why You Wait podcast. I'm still your girl, Olua Shion Alao. And today I want to specially say a shout out to every waiting mothers. I pray the Lord will renew your strength. The promises of God for you is that your children will surround your table. You will be like a fruitful vine. And I pray your expectations shall not be caught short in Jesus' name. Today I have another guest on the station and she'll be telling us her waiting experience and how she end up trusting the reports of the Lord rather than the doctor's reports. She experienced four years of waiting but now she's the mother of two nations. Now she has two beautiful kids and I Trust God for you too. As you trust God, as you're waiting on God, I pray you will not be put to shame in Jesus' name. So it's it's better to hear from the horse's mouth. But before we dive into the topic, I would like us to take a short break with a song by Travis Green, titled Why I'm Waiting. Stay tuned and be blessed. God bless you.
So with Jesus' joy in my heart, I welcome our guest speaker and I will just leave her to introduce herself. Over to you. Thank, thank you, my sister. I'm so excited to be here today. My name is Grace Adelegum. I'm a child of God. I'm a mother of two after waiting for four years, a girl and a boy. I recently had a second son. That was uh, last year, November. Um, uh, I have a waiting parent group on Facebook and I'm also a business person, a digital marketer. Uh, I'm into network marketing with language bioscience. Okay, thank you, man. Thank you for honoring the invite. You're so, welcome. Our first question, man. What was your experience like during your waiting period and what do you understand by waiting? I'm going to use my personal experience to define what waiting period means. I would say waiting period is a, is a period in which you stay in a particular phase. It might be marital delay, it might be in childbearing, it might be in your career for a particular phase for a period of time and you are expecting so much to happen the desire that you have you you are expecting expecting it to happen for that particular time but it's not coming that's what waiting period is how do you undo your challenges and what were your challenges during your waiting period how I undo my challenges, hmm. both for my friends, my family, people around me. Hmm. I'm going to start with uh, my challenge. The major challenge I had then was fibroid. I discovered it when it was still very small, and the doctor told me then that I was not going to have any problem with perception. So the first year went there was no child my husband came uh, because i was in nigeria for a period of time came back we tried again it was not forthcoming so we started praying believing on god so when i came into the united states the problem started i was having like we didn't even go for checkup nothing because when I did it, when I did scan then in Nigeria, I was told that I'm not going to have any problem there. It's not going to hinder me. But getting here to meet my husband, we started having the problem. We were trying. It was not coming forth. So along the line, I had a very sharp pain one Sunday morning when we got to church. The pain was persisting. I was unable to stand upright. I was just laying down. So from this, uh, we were to have a practice that very morning. So from the church to the hospital, when we got to the hospital, they did a test on me and they discovered that it was so huge that I needed attention immediately. I needed surgery. You mean the fibroid was so big? Yeah, it was so big. So, um, we were scheduled for appointments to remove the fibroids. 
So I did the myometomy. After the myometomy, I was told not to conceive. That if I conceive during that time, it's going to be a very bad uh, incident for me. It's going to be a sad news. That was the way they put it the other day. Uh, that very day, I mean, said it's he said it was going to be a sad news after the surgery. After the surgery, so um, I had some before the surgery. I can remember that very day, that very morning. I was so skeptical. I was so scared. You know, the fear that people normally have when they are going for surgery. So I was so scared within me, I was like, I knew within me that I was not going to come back. But before then, we we were surrounded with people that was that were there with us, positive mind people, people that always encourage us in prayer, prayers before we went for the surgery. We've already prayed, but within me, I knew that something was going to be wrong. I knew that I was so fearful. So that very morning, my husband came from work he went to have his bath have already you know for the procedure you have to have your bath you have to report very early in the morning like 5 30. so I, I cried to god because i knew i was so fearful i had that fear in me that i was not going to come back after the surgery so i told god god this is me i'm before you I know I'm very fearful. I have no faith right now. My faith cannot carry me to this uh, surgery room. So God gave me a very verse then. I've forgotten. Like, I've forgotten that verse. That word said, peace be still. And the peace came into me. I took it, although I was still fidgeting, but I was quoting the scripture. I took it to the word. They were willing me to, to the surgery center. I was in peace be still. That was the only thing I said. Because I know he's the only one that can send up for me in that kind of situation for me. Because it was a very terrible experience that I lose many points of blood and it was even between life and death for me doctor came out they realized that it was god that helped them they said they tried that that it was almost uh getting over for me like it was as if i was not going to leave but mercy said no jesus came through for me he restored the peace of god and he brought me to life so after the surgery I asked the doctor, I can remember, we asked the doctor. We were like, okay, doctor, how is it going to be now? Are, are we going to have children? He said, let's wait and see. That was the report. So I took that home. I was wondering. I was like, the first year went. And mind you, we, are, we were already warned not to have any baby for that period of time, for some period of time. They said, if we have baby, we, like it's going to be a sad news, like a bad news for us, that anything can happen because the uh, the situation of my womb and everything, the things I went through, like even I still had uh, some other fibroid, and I think the, some of it grew back during the healing process. So we knew that we needed the prayer. We needed prayer. Thank God for positive-minded people around us that that were there for us. And during those periods, 
that we were waiting after the surgery we were waiting i was always crying whenever i like see people carrying children i would cry i'm like when am i going to have my own children after the surgery i was expectant like i wanted to have the child i wanted to have the that the result immediately the doctor already gave his report yeah they've already given their reports but thank god for my husband that was always encouraging me in the word of god and some other things that encouraged me to music and positive minds people like i had a friend to that went through that phase that was always encouraging me and one thing she told me then that really worked for me she told me then that whenever i want to cry i should make sure my cry what it should make sure my cry what it so whenever i'm in that situation because as a woman as a man that is waiting on god you always have a time that you are down you want to be like oh when is it going to happen you see children around you we are women you want to break down so what my friend told me then that whenever i want to cry i should make sure my cry what whenever i'm down like that i make sure it might even be openly or probably in your close room in your room remember i had i had instances outside that that we cry or i will make sure i can remember one particular sunday i got to church and we were practicing I just like the music touched me the song touched my heart and I cried out to God I didn't even mind probably people were there or not I was so down I cried out to God I told God from that song that you should attend to me you should attend to my own situation too so one thing my friend told me then is always make your cry worth it cry your mind to God so as a waiting mother waiting father or someone looking onto God for for spouses, someone looking onto God, probably yeah, looking onto God in your career. You want to go to the next level. Always make sure you pour out your mind to God whenever you feel like crying. Talk to the Father because He's the only one that can hear us. He's the only one, our friend, our perfect friend, the one that we can talk to, the one that listens, the one that hears us. So I make sure I cry my heart out to God and my cry what in it. So whenever you are in that situation, make sure you cry to God. Don't just cry for crying's sake, but make sure your cry what it. So those were those things that helped me during my waiting period. Do you have any challenges from friends, from families, from people in the church or yes i have uh challenges from friends i can remember a friend of mine then when i got to my husband the first year went and she was wondering what was happening she called me i knew she was concerned but the way she said it then she said oh in yoruba language i've gotten to my husband now we are expecting a child that very day it really touched me i broke down and i cried my heart to god I'm like God. Someone has remind, uh, reminded you to work in my in my life concerning my situation. So they know how people like people that are from their sincere hearts they will feel concerned. The, the what they say might hit you. You might not even expect it. 
so she said it then so I, it really touched me it hit me to my bone marrow and i was like wow so so many friends like that can talk to you but make sure you, you don't allow it to move you sometimes because they are showing love to you and sometimes it's might not even out of like some people they don't know what they they like they just say things and it's really it's you so i have another instance like that too from a woman when we bought a property she came around to our house and when she was about leaving my husband was sleeping because that very day he was having a shift he was to report that very evening to to work so he was taking nap i was just home alone she came with her children and after after everything she was about leaving and she looked at everywhere how everything was start, uh, put together everything was uh needs how the house was put in place and all the lights she was like wow oh girl yoruba language oh girl so and you know it's really touched me she's meaning that you'll be the holy one in this big house when your husband is not around with no shy it's really it's me that very day i'm like wow when she left i cried mm. i cried and i told god I, but i made sure my cry was it i don't just cry for christ's sake i told god it was an avenue for me to remind god again and to tell god to esteem his work in my life so i cried to god she might not even mean it but the way it came to me someone looking onto god um if you are listening people around you that are waiting on god it might be very sensitive be very careful how you use your word around them it really hits me to my bone marrow i cried when my husband woke up that very day he knew that i already cried that's really about me he encouraged me another instance that we had there are people around us this this one is coming from a little child a a a, a young teenager he told my husband during his fellowship he said are you guys going to have a child or you want to adopt when my husband came home that very night i'm like lord no this is not your plan for us this is not your plan for us i cried to god i told him that is your plan for me to be fruitful so i cried my heart to god that young child was just looking at us that okay these couples they are married in church and they had no child that was why i had the like boldness to come to my husband and ask what are you guys waiting for are you guys planning to have a child at all because they knew we were waiting another instance i have uh from uh, people at work i can remember a guy look up to me he was like are you going to have a child what's wrong with you hmm. and the guy was like telling me to do some things that are not even in line with god that were that was not even in line with the bible like as a christian and i'm like lord this is not your plan for me 
so many things like that around you you have people showing concern wanting to know what the problem is as a waiting parent make sure you use that avenue to talk to god don't be weary because god is in heaven working on your behalf to give you the very best so what were the practical things you you were doing and you did that kept you going during that waiting period i have so many things that kept me number one prayer number two praises music number three i said it the other time i said crying to god making sure my cry was it another one is support system from my husband from uh, loved one godly people people that are there to support us so number one uh, i said the other time that prayer we have period we fast and pray for example we have a a family member today where in that phase for a particular time for seven years so they knew how we were feeling they took it upon themselves and we were always meeting every saturday praying and fasting taking the doctor's report to god so godly friends were those things that really helped us another thing is praises whenever i feel down like i listen to music that modify me that encourage me that give me the privilege to connect my heart to god because i know it's the holy solution so it's an avenue praises is an avenue for me to like connect my heart to god and pour my mind to god so whenever i'm down like that i just go to music music edifies me a lot it's really up in my waiting period another thing when i'm down when i feel like crying i cry to god i don't even mind maybe it's open or closed i I told you the other time that i was in church one day and we were in the practice everybody were there i started crying and they were like that i can remember that period someone just got pregnant and the stomach uh, was already obvious everybody it was glaring so people felt i was crying because of seeing that woman i was crying because i felt inspired from that music it's really touched touched my situation so it was an avenue for me to like cry my heart to god so whenever you are down like that in your waiting room make sure you cry your heart to god don't just cry because when you are down like that you feel like crying you feel like crying but make sure you cry what it so another thing is support system from my husband he was always there to encourage me and my parents they were there to pray with me encourage me and i knew that they were were negative people around me i tried to ignore them people that were like waiting to see the results that they are they they don't even know what i'm going through i try to ignore them so in your waiting room try to ignore people that want to make you feel so sad people that think oh probably 
you are responsible for yourself no maybe you are responsible uh, they, they think oh, okay oh probably you can make a baby on your on your own i have a friend like that i try to ignore the person then because it was not giving me the energy that i wanted so try to ignore them so those those were the uh those were those things that really helped me then God-minded people that that can support you with with God's promises. Yes. Then another thing then was the promises of God. I try to quote them. Sometimes I hold my womb and I claim the promises of God. So those were the things that really helped me in my waiting room. Well, you have said I'm seed, maybe to children. When you see them, you just feel moody your words. How do you handle when you see children around you? Are you embracing them? Are you sowing seeds to them? Or at some at some point, I was so like I was not really happy, but my husband encouraged me, and I was like, "True, these children can open door for me." I can remember I was working in a place then with children i was a counselor working with children i i try to like make them happy make them feel happy because i know that was the only way that i i can get my own blessing too another thing is we like we open our home for children sometimes i even babysit for people i baby baby uh, babysit for parents the, probably their shifts is uh, uh, colliding with their spouses. We, we babysit for them. We take we took them like our children. Even then, I take pictures with them, and pe- I use it on my DP. People feel people then felt oh probably I had my baby. I make myself happy with those children. I took them as my own children, and the way I even take took care of them you think no probably i was the one that gave birth to them and another thing i go to fellowship use fellowship sometimes i make snacks for them sometimes i just go there to sit there with them and watch them watch what they do and i use them as a point of contact when i was babysitting then i used those children as point of contact for my own babies and today, so see what God has done. You are babysitting people's baby as a source of contact to yourself. Yes, I use this as a source of contact. I pray. Then I, I can remember the, uh, the the baby that I was babysitting there. Whenever I carry her, sometimes we even sleep together on the bed. And I was viewing myself. As the mother. Yes. Viewing myself as the, as the mother of that child. She was really comfortable with me and she was so happy. She knew that this was a mother. So I make myself comfortable comfortable with them. I was so comfortable and I used it as a source of uh, prayer. Then, source of contact to God. Even when I was waiting to have the second baby, I was opportune to have a baby around me. So I was using her as a point of contact and see what the Lord did 
the second time. So it's very good to embrace children around us. If you are waiting on God, embrace children. Don't be mad with them, no. Use them as a point of contact. You can even buy, I remember then I would buy clothes for children. Just for children to make them happy. Just buy it for them. And use it to pray as a point of contact. It's an avenue for you to use it as a point of contact to God. And before you know it, the Lord will answer you. You are just preparing the ground. You are sowing a seed. As that particular period, were you encouraged enough to maybe serve God, to do something for God, or were you just focused on your situation and your waiting period? I can, I can, I will be sincere with you. There was a point in time that I wanted to relent. I was so tired, but my husband encouraged me in the Lord. He encouraged me, said, "This is the time we can work for God." This is the time that you can stand up. So I was all there. I was there. I can remember when I, I was a choir in my local church. My husband was like, it's time for you to come and serve God. It's time for you to see. I wanted to be discouraged. I'm like, no. Until I have my baby, I'll be singing our region. Then I can remember. But my husband encouraged me. Because I was seeing myself as an isolated person because i was not having children that was the way i was seeing myself i encouraged myself yes but when you serve god that is when god can open way for you you don't have to isolate yourself in your waiting room be out there whatever the lord is blessing you with Probably you are so good in a area. Bring out yourself. Make yourself available for the work of God and be useful. Before you know it, while you are serving God, the Lord will service your life. While you are serving God, the Lord will also service your life. Yes. He will service your life with everything you, you pray for. Waiting period is an avenue to serve God better. Waiting period is an avenue to serve God better. Yes, it's an avenue for, for you to serve. Take for example now for some period I've not because there's nobody like to really help me like that. I've not been like back to the choir to to commit myself again because I'm seeing like taking care of the child so this is the time you can like use all your energy there's nobody injuring you right now during your waiting period time... you said what you said during your waiting period you have a lot of time to serve God yeah you have a lot of time to serve God for evangelism for uh, as a chorister Whatever feed you have, go all out there. Don't be isolated. Serve God with everything you have, with your talent as a choir. Sing, glorify God, be happy, be cheerful. It's not the time for you to be moody or sad. No. 
be be fearful. If I can remember then, some people said I'm always fearful. Why not? Although there are some times that you'll be sad, that you'll be down, you're down moments, but I made sure then that I was always cheerful. I was always putting on a smile. It's not a time for you to be moody. It's not a time for you to isolate yourself from people, from quality people that can really help you in that state. Especially those people that are out there in your shoe. Because it's easy for them to encourage you than those people that are not really in your shoe. As I told you the other time that we have a particular friend that waited for seven years. They were there for us. They encouraged us because they were in that same shoe. They understand what we were passing through. They were there to encourage us. So you can look for people like that. Godly people. People of godly mind. Surround yeah. yourself with them. Yeah, those people in your shoe. That were that that were once in your shoe. So in the in the midst of of can, uh, cancer, people to cancer you, people to encourage you. Encourage you, yes. After after the doctor doctor's report, what was the practical step of faith that gave you your testimony that you took? Was it immediately the the testimony came after praying? How do you handle that? Yeah, we were waiting. We like, for example, we we made ourselves happy because we knew that we were already praying. I can even remember we took vacation. I and my husband. Is there time for even couples to bond together? It's not a time for you to like be mad at yourself. You're not responsible for your circumstance. You're not responsible for your situation. It's a time for you to bond together because a time will come that you always are like your children will take your time. Let me put it that way. That you even you don't even have that time like you you had when you were waiting i can remember then it was opportunity for us to explore we went on vacation we like every weekend we make sure we go to uh, each tree we go on shopping together we go to like uh playground we go to many places adventurous places games game center we go on bowling it's the time for you to explore as a couple don't isolate yourself at all. Be happy together. I can remember then we took time off from work and we went on vacation. When we told people that we were going on, on a vacation, their prayer were, were like, oh, you guys should come together with, with children. It's the time for you to go and make baby. Can you imagine that? So they said, yeah, they told us that it's the time for us to go and make baby. And not even knowing that God has already answered the prayer. The practical step that we took then, I can remember after prayers every morning, fasting. So we were uh, after the prayer, uh, the fasting and prayer section, morning section, 
heavy sats today. I and my husband go back in the evening. Personally, we go to clean the church, clean the uh, everywhere, both the upstairs and the downstairs. And sometimes we clean the toilets when the toilet is really dirty. We tell God, Lord, we are cleaning the church as we are cleaning, clean our life. Whatever need adjustment, whatever need cleaning, whatever needs uh, intervention in our life, Jesus intervened. So we are always praying. And after the session, we lift up the clothes. We've already bought clothes for boys and girls. We lift it to God and tell God, Lord, these are our children's clothes. We believe, we know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly, even more than what we ask from you. We want to come back with the evidence on this altar of prayer. So those were the practical steps we took then adventure prayer and making ourselves happy we it was a time for us to bond together we enjoyed ourselves we went to places we went to Bali every weekend when we have the time we, we visit people family godly people we visit it was a time of visitation for us What were the five verses that really helped you? That helped me during my waiting period. Then, um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Because it's all about conception. Because the Bible has already commanded the faithfulness of God upon us. So that was a go to passage for us. We go there, we, we quote it. It's from my, it's a very general uh, passage that everybody knows. He said, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it. So we told God that you've already blessed our womb. Bless is manifest. We've already commanded the blessing of faithfulness upon us. It is your will, it is your plan for us to multiply. It is your will for us to be fruitful. So I used to confess it. And I can even remember at one time, I took some clothes as if I was pregnant. I was singing and dancing with it. Mm, I was singing, yes, I was singing and dancing with it. I was looking at myself, uh, I was looking at myself as if I was pregnant. Another thing that really helped me, I used to sing it as if it's a song. But God can do exceedingly abundantly, even more than I ask for things. It's one of my, my Bible passages. Yes, it was a music for me. I used to sing it. It's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. So now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. All, all that I ask or think according to the power that work gets in us. So I believe I had the faith that God was able to do it for me. And I used it to sing song and dance sometimes, looking at myself as if I'm pregnant. And sometimes I even go to where the, the children clothes eat. I will put it on my bed. I will be looking at it, picturing myself, seeing that very soon God will work. And I too will have my own children. 
Remember then I told you that I used to uh, babysit children. So whenever I babysit children like that, I bring them on my bed. Just picturing myself carrying my own baby on my bed. And today, see what is happening. What is, before you go, ma, what is your advice for waiting mothers, for people trusting for our listeners out there? My advice is, I want to really assure you today, because I was once in that phase, although it's like, oh, it's not going to come to pass. I want you to remember this, that God is able to do exceedingly, even more than you are asking, even more than you ask or think today. Know that, that God is working on your behalf. Our God is a God that never lies. The God that uh, disappointed the doctor's reports over me. Something they thought this was going to be a bad news if I got pregnant. They were like, oh, probably the baby will rupture. I want you to look at that same God. They were like, oh, my womb is going to rupture and everything is going to be a bad news if I get, get pregnant. So for some period then, we were so skeptical, we were afraid. But thank God for the faith we had and people around us that encouraged us, godly-minded people. So I want to encourage you, have faith. Let your faith be stronger. Double up your faith. If your faith is really, if your faith is really low, double and believe that God who is able to do exceedingly is alive today. And so today I want you to also look at uh, Abraham and Sarah. Their own doctor's reports, their own case was menopause. They were already striking in age. Whatever your own situation might be, look at what God can do. Although the, the body were, were already dead, it was there, they were old, they, they've already passed the age of menopause. They didn't look at their dead body. But their faith was on God, who, who was able to do exceedingly. Their, their faith was not in their own body. So don't put your faith in your inability, in your situation today. Put your faith in God, who is able to do exceedingly for you. Thank you, Masters. It was a great session with you. It was a great session with you. You're welcome. Thank God. I don't know if you want to leave us with a short prayer. I would like to do that. Our righteous daddy, we thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity you have given unto me to go through this phase. Thank you. Because you are God of possibility. You are a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Lord, I'm praying for everyone looking unto you. Whether for the fruit of the womb 
or waiting in the face, trusting you, believing you, who is able to do exceedingly? Precious daddy. Because you are alive, because you are God, you did it for Abraham and Sarah. You did it for me and my husband. You defy doctor's reports that thought it was going to be a bad news to cross this beautiful gates. Father, whoever is looking unto you for the fruits of the womb, we are joining in faith today that you look up to them and answer them in Jesus' name. Amen. Every ability, every grace, they need to go, go through this faith. Uh, uh, every ability, every, every every grace they need to go 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 through the face. Lord Jesus, we pray that from ever you give unto them the grace in Jesus' name. And very soon, they will share the testimony of your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because of answer. Thank you because you are able to answer. Able to give them their evidence. Okay, as we have prayed. Let there be evidences in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because of answer. For in Jesus' name we pray. Dear listeners, thank you for listening. For question or for any review, you can reach us on the website at gmail.com. God bless you.